What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Epstein Chronicles. After some back and forth yesterday about whether or not the sealed documents would be available, we had the first dump of those documents hit the docket. And as expected, some very interesting information for those people who haven't been following along. But for those of us who have been following along, well, it's just more confirmation of what we have known all along. And what happens now is we can go back to the Virginia Roberts deposition that we just did recently, and we can do it once again, but this time we can add all of the redacted names to it. So that's going to be an interesting little journey that we're going to go on. But before that journey even begins, we're going to dive into some articles and we're going to lay some groundwork first. And there is a lot to get to today, so I'll keep my whinging to a minimum and we'll just dive right into this article. This first article we have is from the AP and the headline, Unsealed court records offer new detail on old sex abuse allegations against Jeffrey Epstein. This article was authored by Michael R. Sisak, David B. Caruso, and Rebecca Boone. Amid great hype, a new batch of previously secret court documents was unsealed late Wednesday related to Jeffrey Epstein, the jet-setting financier, you mean pedophile, right, who killed himself in 2019 while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. Well, according to the official narrative anyway, social media has been rife in recent weeks with posts speculating the documents amounted to a list of rich and powerful men who were Epstein clients or co-conspirators. Well, we knew for a fact here on this podcast that that wasn't the case. There wasn't going to be some kind of list that led us to all the people who were involved. Instead, what it does is it acts as a guide for when you're going through those court documents. And if you want the real story, what better way to get it than through those court documents? So the fact that these names are coming out, the unredacted names, that just gives us more of a guide for who is who and what they were up to as far as the court documents and what the survivors had to say about them. And as far as I'm concerned, that's our best source of information. You want to go to the source when you need information, right? Well, what's the source here? The girls who were abused, the people who were around Jeffrey Epstein, enabling them. Those are the people that know what went down, and those are the people that we should be listening to. And if his co-conspirators and his buddies, his enablers, they don't want to talk on their own, very simple. Get yourself a congressional committee set up and subpoena them. Bring them in, put them in front of Congress, put them in front of the Senate, and get them under oath, and let's see what's up. That's all I've ever called for. I've never called for a pogrom. I've never called for people to just be ripped from their homes and thrown into Guantanamo. I've called for a robust investigation, and I'll tell you what, we've never had one. Sure, we had Glenn Maxwell go to prison. We had Jeffrey Epstein go to jail. We had Jean-Luc Brunel get fit for some bracelets in Paris. But what about all of the other co-conspirators? What about all of the people who are using these services? Do those people not matter? Should they not face justice? And here's another hard truth. Do you think that this investigation would have been so flaccid for so long if these were rich girls that were getting abused and not vulnerable girls? We all know the answer to that. If it was rich girls from some kind of preparatory school, who are the daughters of a congressman or some business mogul? Forget it. This investigation not only would have happened, but everybody would have went to prison. But since these girls came from the other side of the tracks, from vulnerable homes, broken homes, bad situations, well, nobody was going to believe them in the first place, right? So that's why they targeted these young girls 
from high schools and these young girls that were in bad positions. There was no such list. The first 40 documents in the court-ordered release largely consisted of already public material revealed through nearly two decades of newspaper stories, TV documentaries, interviews, legal cases, and books about the Epstein scandal. Still, the records, including transcripts of interviews with some of Epstein's survivors and old police reports, contain reminders that the millionaire surrounded himself with famous, powerful figures, including a few who have also been accused of misconduct. Well, hallelujah. An article that actually mentions other people were accused of misconduct? Well, what do you know? Telling the whole story. About time, legacy media. There were mentions of Epstein's past friendship with Bill Clinton, who is not accused of any wrongdoing, and of Britain's Prince Andrew, who previously settled a lawsuit accusing him of having sex with a 17-year-old girl who traveled with Epstein. Are they for real with that? Having sex with a 17-year-old girl who traveled with Epstein? What you mean to say is having sex with a trafficking victim that was being trafficked by Epstein. That's the proper way to say that. Because the way they're saying it here in this article sure sounds like it was just, you know, a mundane activity. Some 17-year-old girl happened to be with Epstein. You know, she met Prince Andrew and she was all googly-eyed for him and she fell in love. Meanwhile, none of that happened. Epstein brought her there to traffic her specifically to Prince Andrew. At least that's what Virginia tells us. So, probably should mention that in the article, no? Epstein accuser Johanna Schuberg testified in a newly released deposition that she once met Michael Jackson at Epstein's Palm Beach, Florida home, but that nothing untoward happened with the late pop icon. And that's going to be the vast majority of people who were involved here. The vast majority of people were on the very outer edges of what Epstein was up to. And I've told you folks for four years now, that you can't just jump to conclusions and think everybody's molesting people because when you do that, you give ground to these people that want to just push this whole entire thing away as a conspiracy. So you have to stay grounded, right? Stay in the realm of actual accusations that have been made and documented. Remember, it's not what we know, it's what we can prove. The documents being unsealed are related to a lawsuit filed in 2015 by one of Epstein's survivors, Virginia Roberts. She is one of dozens of women who sued Epstein for abusing them at his homes in Florida, New York, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and New Mexico. This suit was against Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein's former girlfriend, you mean co-conspirator, fellow all-around scuzzbag, bipedal serpent, yeah, that's what you mean, right? Who is now serving a 20-year prison term for helping recruit and abuse his victims. And imagine being one of these young girls... Coming from a, a poor home, you meet Elaine Maxwell's posh ass. She starts yapping at you with that English accent, takes you over to Epstein's house. Everything's all hunky-dory, you think. All these rich people, you think that you made it. But before long, all those thoughts of dreams quickly turn into nightmares when Epstein's disgusting ass starts abusing you. Among newly unsealed records were court memos in which Robert's lawyers complained that some women who had worked for Epstein were proving difficult to serve with subpoenas, as was Epstein himself. Two of those women had invoked their Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination when questioned in other lawsuits about whether they had helped procure young women for Epstein to abuse. And that was his M.O. He'd get these young girls, he'd get them groomed, he'd get it all normalized, and then he'd unleash them to bring other girls to him. 
a sexual Ponzi scheme like we have never seen before. Maxwell, in her deposition, chafed at being asked about Virginia's allegations that she had arranged for her to have sexual encounters with Prince Andrew. She also reacted angrily to being asked about whether she had purchased sex toys or revealing outfits or seen young topless women at Epstein's home. All of that's true. She's seen all of that. And everything Maxwell said in that deposition is a straight up lie pretty much. How do I know that? Well, she had a trial already. One former member of Epstein's domestic staff said in a deposition that he felt uncomfortable with the number of young women showing up at the house and felt threatened by Maxwell to stay quiet. And that was another one of their MOs. They would use threats against people, implied or not implied, and they would make sure that people understood that if they crossed them, they had very powerful friends. So when people talk about, just because somebody was hanging around Epstein, that doesn't mean that they were helping him. Well, maybe not physically helping him, but what about helping his image? What about normalizing the abuse for these young girls? So this is a much more nuanced situation than just looking at it in black and white. And that's why I always say that there's levels to this. There are so many different levels to this, and not everybody was actively participating in the abuse of the girls, but every single person who was hanging out with this man was helping him refurbish his image if it was after his first arrest and previous to that. Well, I can't come out here and say to you, I know for a fact that people knew what he was up to, but come on. Are we really going to sit here and think that the smartest people in the room had no idea what Jeffrey Epstein was up to with all these young girls, all this other stuff? All this innuendo, all these massages. Really? I mean, if that's the story you want to spin to us, okay, but I don't buy it. Other documents included legal arguments over whether Roberts should be allowed more time to depose potential witnesses, including Clinton. Roberts never alleged that he was involved in illegal behavior, but her attorneys said the former president was a key person who can provide information about his close relationship with Maxwell and Epstein. Good old Slick Willie, Mr. Protected. Nobody's going to ask him any hard questions. We already heard the fact that he was at the White House 17 times and nobody cared. The fact that he brought girls with him to the White House and nobody cared. So now that Bill Clinton's name is going to be draped all over this, guess what? The excuse train is about to roll out. You'll hear a bunch of excuses about Bill Clinton and what Bill Clinton was up to. But the fact is this. All you have to do is go and look at the statement that Bill Clinton's spokesperson put out and you can see how much BS it is. This man needs to answer some serious questions. And for the slow people in the back, I'm not saying that Bill Clinton took part in any kind of abuse when it comes to Jeffrey Epstein. I've never heard anything like that. His problem was the enabling. His problem was taking money from Epstein. His problem, like usual, was his greed. So when I talk about Bill Clinton involved in this, it's on a different level. We're talking about the enabling level. We're talking about the relationship that Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein had, that was a seal of approval for Jeffrey Epstein. You got these young girls, again, vulnerable girls. They don't, you know, they've never been to these parties. They've never been invited to these kinds of functions or around these people. And they see pictures of Bill Clinton. They see Bill Clinton hanging out. Jeffrey telling them stories about Bill Clinton and how close they are. And you know it's not BS. There's a picture of the dude on the wall in a dress. So you know it's not BS if you're one of these girls. And you say to yourself, right, well, if Bill Clinton's around here and you have all of these famous people hanging out with him, then this has to be normal, right? This must be how these people live. 
And unfortunately, a lot of these young girls who came from the other side of the tracks had no experience with this sort of thing. They were all from broken homes. They all suffered abuse as it is. Then you have these rich people acting like they care about you, taking you on trips, buying you things, making you feel like you're worth something. And I don't know about you folks, but if you've ever grown up poor, you know that a couple of hundred bucks is a big deal. And that's the trap that all of these girls fell into. Maxwell's attorneys countered that Clinton's testimony was not relevant. Oh, of course it wasn't. The records included depositions of several Epstein survivors, many of whom have told their stories previously. In her May 2016 deposition, Schoberg described going to a dinner at one of Epstein's homes, also attended by magician David Copperfield. She said Copperfield did magic tricks before asking if she was aware that girls were getting paid to find other girls. So much for nobody knew, huh? So you mean to tell me that David Copperfield knew what was up, but none of these other politicians or powerful people knew? Only David Copperfield? Well, that's some kind of magic, huh? Breaking news, folks. The second people start having Epstein amnesia, that's when you know you gotta dig deeper. Because those people who say, oh, well, I had nothing to do with them. I was just hanging out every now and then. Those are the people that have something to hide. Schoberg said Copperfield didn't get more specific about what he meant. A publicist for Copperfield did not immediately respond to an email seeking comment. Schoberg also shed new light on an April 2001 trip to New York in which she said Prince Andrew touched her breast while they posed for a photo at Epstein's Manhattan townhouse. Yo, the Joe Exotic of the Windsor family is one of the most condemnable, disgusting people on this planet. Can you imagine being born into such great wealth and squandering it away by hanging out with people like Epstein and Gaddafi and shit? Like, you could be with anyone in the world, and that's what you're choosing to do. Talk about being an epic dumbass. In the testimony, some of which appeared in excerpts in previous court filings, Schoberg said she and Roberts had flown with Epstein to New York on his private jet. Maxwell and Prince Andrew met them there. At one point, she testified Maxwell called her to an upstairs closet where they pulled out a puppet of Prince Andrew that had been made for a television program. It looked like him, Schoberg said, and she brought it down and presented it to him. And that was a great joke, because apparently it was a production from a show on BBC. Oh, real funny. Real funny when somebody comes down with a puppet and starts molesting girls with it. And they decided to take a picture with it, in which Virginia and Andrew sat on a couch. They put the puppet on Virginia's lap, and I sat on Andrew's lap, and they put the puppet's hand on Virginia's breast, and Andrew's hand on my breast, and they took a photo. On the way to New York, Schoberg testified, Epstein's jet diverted to Atlantic City, New Jersey, and spent a few hours at one of Donald Trump's casinos because of bad weather. Well, isn't that nice? Good old Trumpski. Let's not forget that Donald Trump used to be friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Documented. They hung out. They were pals. Anybody telling you different is lying. And they remained homies until they had a falling out. Upon hearing the change of plans, Schoberg recalled Epstein saying, great, we'll call up Trump and we'll go to the casino. Schoberg wasn't asked if they'd met up with Trump that night. Later in her testimony, she said she was never asked to give Trump a massage. So again, just like with Bill Clinton, there's no allegations that Trump abused anybody while he was hanging out with Epstein. It's the same thing though. He was enabling the bullshit hanging out with them, being pals with them. What it does is it makes Epstein viable in social circles. And that was the whole reason that Ghislaine Maxwell was brought on. She was the one that helped him climb the ladder into these social circles. He had to get to the stratosphere of the New York elite. 
And it doesn't matter if it's left or right. People need to get out of that paradigm, especially when we're talking about this case. It's not about the left or the right. It's about a whole ass corrupt ruling class that lords over us and treats us like pawns on a chessboard. That's what it's about. If you don't think that your children are disposable to these people, you have not been paying attention. Just take a look at all their dumbass world wars. Just take a look at how quick they are to abuse people that they think are worth less. And folks, I'm here to tell you, that sort of corruptness, that sort of perversion, that comes from having that kind of power. That comes from having that kind of stature. And it doesn't matter what stupid-ass political party you're part of. Schoberg also testified that though she never met Clinton, Epstein once remarked to her that Clinton likes them young, a remark that she took as a reference to young women or girls. Clinton has previously said through a spokesperson that while he traveled on Epstein's jet several times, he never visited his homes, had no knowledge of his crimes, and hadn't spoken to him since his conviction. Trump has also said that he once thought Epstein was a terrific guy, but that they later had a falling out. You know, the problem with Clinton is that he's not telling the truth. So if you're not telling the truth about your relationship with Epstein, what are you hiding? Why won't you admit that you went to the house? Why won't you admit you were on the island? So for me, it comes down to what are you hiding? Since the comment came out by his spokesperson originally, there's been a few changes in the landscape, no? We're not going to go back and adjust that comment. You don't have anything else to add. Because we know for a fact now that what you told us about your relationship with Jeffrey Epstein was only scratching the surface. In her deposition, Robert said the summer she turned 17, she was lured away from a job as a spa attendant at Trump's Mar-a-Lago club to become a masseuse for Epstein, a job that involved performing sexual acts. You mean being raped and trafficked. She settled a lawsuit against Prince Andrew in 2022, which she claimed she had been sexually abused during her trip to London. That same year, Roberts withdrew an accusation she had made against Epstein's former attorney, law professor Alan Dershowitz, saying she may have made a mistake in identifying him as an abuser. Now look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think that there's a lot more to that Virginia and Dershowitz settlement than we know. What that might be, I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure that there's more going on behind the scenes there or was going on behind the scenes before that settlement took place. The records released Wednesday included many references to Jean-Luc Brunel, a French modeling agent close to Epstein, who was awaiting trial on charges that he raped underage girls when he killed himself in a Paris jail in 2022. Roberts was among the women who had accused Brunel of sexual abuse. Clinton's name also came up because Roberts was questioned by Maxwell's lawyers about inaccuracies in newspaper reports about her time with Epstein, including a story quoting her as saying she had ridden in a helicopter with Clinton and flirted with Trump. Roberts said neither of those things actually happened. The judge said a handful of names should remain blacked out in the documents because they would identify people who were sexually abused. The Associated Press does not typically identify people who say they are victims of sexual assault unless they decide to tell their stories publicly, as Roberts and Schoberg have done. Even before the documents were released, misinformation about what was in them abounded. Social media users wrongly claimed that late-night host Jimmy Kimmel's name might appear in the documents, spurred by a crack New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers made Tuesday on ESPN's The Pat McAfee Show. Kimmel said in response on X that he had never met Epstein and that Rodgers' reckless words 
put my family in danger. Yeah, you should probably not paste anybody as Epstein's friend if they're not Epstein's friend. I mean, we're talking about the modern-day Scarlet Letter, right? So unless you were palling around with this dude, you shouldn't be tagged with that. And as far as Jimmy Kimmel goes, I haven't seen anything that says Jimmy Kimmel was friends with Jeffrey Epstein, but he was friends with Adam Perry Lang, Epstein's private chef. So there are some degrees of separation, but does that mean that Jimmy Kimmel was abusing people? Absolutely not. So there's going to be a ton of disinformation out there, like usual. There's going to be a ton of grifters and snake oil salesmen trying to pitch you a bunch of BS. So my advice is, as it always is, make sure that you're checking for receipts. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this one. Obviously, there is a lot more on the way today as we start making our way through these court documents and some of these articles that have dropped talking about these court documents. Also, I've had several people ask how they could help the podcast out. And previously, I didn't have a GoFundMe or anything like that, but people have been asking, so I created one. You'll be able to find that link inside of the description box. And if you want to help keep the flags of discontent waving, that's where you can do that. All of the information that goes with this episode can be found in the description box.